This is the Washington State Indivisible Podcast, part of the Demcast family of podcasts. I'm your host, Stephen Cox. This week, with a filing deadline to run for office in this year's election upon us, we continue our series of profiles of first-time progressive candidates. Today, we're talking with Joe Colombo, who is running for Puyallup City Council District 2. Joe is the founder and leader of Indivisible Puyallup, and he is a dear friend. He was one of the first guests on this pod in 2017. Joe, how are you, man? Good. How are you, Stefan? I'm excited about your campaign. I got to tell you, we're, we're all very excited. And, you know, Indivisibles love to hear when one of our own runs for office. So let's start this way. Talk a little bit about Indivisible Puyallup and, and some of the great stuff that you guys have done over the years. Oh, sure. Uh, well, we've been around for just over four years. And uh, some of our biggest accomplishments are, um, you know, just recently we did help the campaign of Democrats that were running for Puyallup City Council uh, last time the seats were open, and we did actually help flip uh, the council blue. Uh, we also helped uh, get a member for the Puyallup School Board uh, on that board who's very, very progressive. So that board has become a little bit more diversified now. Um, something fun that we did last year was when Biden won the presidency, we actually had a car parade uh, through the city. Uh, that was a lot of fun, got a lot of honks and, and hand waves from people. Um, when there was a rally downtown uh, for gun safety that was put on by students at Puyallup High School, we set up a tent and we registered young voters. Uh, we regularly have met with Denny Heck uh, to talk to him about bills that we support or bills that we don't support to make sure that he votes the way we want to. Um, and I do remember one of the very, very first events we did, we showed up at a town hall that was being put on by our elected officials in 2017. And we packed the room with so many people that when they walked in, one of them looked at us and was like, oh my gosh, this is the most people we've ever had at a town hall ever. So that, that is how it's done. Absolutely. All of that is just textbook stuff. And you know, as we were preparing for this, I was thinking about like how the the Indivisible Guide says one of the most impactful things that any of us can do is run for office. So you're doing it. Uh, why did you decide to take the leap and, and throw your head in? Well, uh, something I've been thinking about for a little while now, but I've realized that uh, there's two ways that you can enact policies that you want. You can either influence your elected officials or you can become one. And uh, I've done the former over the last four years, uh, and now it's time for me to do the latter. Um, it just seemed like the logical next step. Uh, I have had current city council members and other local leaders, they asked me to run, because uh, they know my values and what I stand for, and uh, that I could bring that integrity to the city council. Well, so I know this wasn't a decision that you took lightly. Um, you have thought and written about this. Uh, you mentioned integrity. What are some of the things that you hope to bring to the job of city council member? Yeah, so uh, definitely start with integrity. Um, I'm involved in civic life here. I listen to experiences of people from inside and outside the city. Uh, everybody knows that uh I back 100% of what I say, that what I say is what I mean, uh, and they they really appreciate that. Um, I also want to bring accountability to the city council. Uh, I want to help keep the uh, local government efficient and productive as possible. Uh, and I'd also like to have some transparency. Um, I stay in touch with my neighbors, and 
uh, from what they've told me, a lot of times the city council makes decisions behind closed doors and they don't seem to understand the rationale behind those decisions. So I want to act as a liaison so I can explain to people in, in my district, well, this is what the city decided and this is how they came to this conclusion. Well, as they say, sunlight's the best disinfectant, right? So transparency, accountability, integrity, uh, that's you, man. So, you know, I want to kind of put Puyallup on the map for people. Um, Give us a sense of the city for people who may not be familiar. It's in Pierce County. It's near Tacoma. Uh, What's it like demographically, politically, geographically? Oh, sure. Uh, So right now uh, we have just, they're estimating about above, 40,000 residents in the city. Uh, 85% of them are white, 4% are Asian, uh, 2% are African American. Uh, Politically, uh, the actual city is roughly about 50-50 at the moment. Um, And it's, but it's beginning to lean slightly more to the right. And a couple other things, you know, the average family size here is three people and the average age of people here is about 40 years old. Okay. Well, that gives us a good sense. And of course, we know the fairgrounds are there, which is where I go every year to fill up on fried food uh, that I shouldn't eat. Uh, <laughs> but your personal, you have a personal history with Puyallup. You grew up there, right? I did. Uh, I moved here in the early 80s. Uh, my dad was uh, in the Air Force, so he was stationed at McCord Air Force Base. And my mom was a public school teacher. Uh, so I've attended uh, junior high and graduated from high school here in the Puyallup area. Uh, I did move away for uh, uh, schooling uh, for when I got my, I went to Western Washington University for my uh, degree, and then I did go out of state for my graduate degree. Um, But I missed this area so much when I went out of state for grad school that as soon as I graduated, I moved back. Um, And then in 2001, uh, I decided, hey, this is where I want to raise my family. I want to raise them in Puyallup. So we moved back here in uh, January of 2001, uh, and I've lived here ever since. Uh, And I moved into District 2, though, in 2018. And I have a wonderful 11-year-old daughter who's the light of my life, and she is enrolled in our uh, Puyallup School District. Well, I want to talk about some of the things that are specific to the second district, uh, which I know are part of your platform. Uh, but before we do, I want to talk about some of the challenges in Puyallup. We know there have been issues uh, with uh, racist incidents, uh, white nationalist groups, including the three percenters. What can you tell us about that? Yeah, so uh, recently we have had some issues that cropped up. Uh, there was one person who lived actually in my district who uh had a racist statue attached to his rooftop and some of the neighbors brought it to his attention and it took him a while before he finally decided to take it down. And then uh, after that incident, uh, some racist stickers have been appearing on signs in downtown uh, area. Um, So we've been keeping an eye on that. Um, Nearby, there is a local three percenter group uh, outside of our city limits, but about 20 minutes away. Uh, on Twitter, they decided to label Indivisible Puyallup as a terrorist organization. I'm unsure why they did that, but that's what they did. Um, and then a couple of months ago, uh, there was a local fundamentalist church that invited uh, Charlie Kirk into town. And Charlie Kirk is the founder of Turning Point USA. Uh, very, very, very right extremist leaning. Uh 
And what happened was the chief of police spoke to the pastor at the church and convinced him not to hold the event, uh, which was great. And I relayed that information to, to my group saying, hey, this event has been canceled. Uh, and we we're like, oh, well, congratulations to whoever was able to get this event canceled. Unfortunately, later that day, the pastor decided to make a uh, public statement claiming that the reason why he canceled the event was because Seattle Antifa threatened to burn down his church and attack his congregation. Wow. Uh, this, this was pure fiction. Uh, there was no threat at, at all. Unfortunately, uh, because of this, though, um, the chairman of the Washington State Republican Party claimed on Twitter that Indivisible Puyallup made the threats to the church. Uh, we did not. We, we had no interaction with the church whatsoever, uh, but still the chairman of the Washington State Republican Party decided to tweet about it. Um, yeah, so those are a few yeah. of the local issues that we are up against. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm a little short on words uh, for that as well. But I mean, it re this really does, uh, you know, emphasize why we need people like you uh, in uh, elected government here in this state. So um, I mentioned we're going to talk about your platform. It's early days. You just launched. So let's just talk basic issues. I know there are three planks to your platform. What are they? They are. Uh, so my three planks are public safety, resiliency and connection. Uh, so with public safety, I'm very much interested in uh, traffic. We have some bottlenecks that we need to take care of in the city. Um, I also want to make sure that it's safe for people to walk around. We have many neighborhoods, like the one that I live in, that don't have sidewalks. And uh, I live close to the hospital. And during lunchtime, a lot of the people that work there go out for a walk. Um, and I'd like it to be a little bit more safe so they don't have to worry about uh, vehicles on the road. Um, I want to help create block watch programs to uh, work in coordination uh, with the safety coordinator with the Puyallup Police Department. Uh, as for resiliency, I'm very interested in uh, emergency response teams, uh, planning for natural disasters, making sure everybody has an earthquake kit and a know what to do in case something like that happens. Because we do have vulnerable citizens and I want them to be able to recover quickly. Um, in my past, I was trained by a group called PCNet, uh, which stands for, uh, I believe, Pierce County Network. Uh, so I've been trained in basically light, uh, light search and rescue for natural disasters. We did drills. Um, and so I'd like to see that happen a little bit more in our communities so people can help take care of each other when something happens. Um, and then I also want to connect pieces of the city together. We have a lot of places that are missing crosswalks or lanes um, or trails that, um, in fact, a good example of this is there's a very, very busy road uh, that people travel from downtown Puyallup up to South Hill. Um, and there's a good two mile stretch where there's no crosswalk, but it's uh, a place where people walk trails. They want to go over and visit the, the cemetery is near there. And there's no safe place for people to cross the street without having to dodge traffic. Um, so I would like to see uh, a crosswalk put in there for, for safety. Great. Well, I mean, this all sounds fantastic. And I will just mention for viewers that and listeners that you are running a grassroots campaign. Uh, talk about what that means to you. Uh, so the supporters, uh, many people have come to me and, and, and asked me to run, which uh, is part of being grassroots because they know the work that I've done and uh, they know what I stand for. And they believe that I will help represent them uh, when on the city council. 
Uh, so I have a great track record of the work that I've done over the past four years. Um, and these are people that live in the area. These aren't people outside of Puyallup coming in saying, hey, we you know, think you should run. These are people who actually live in the nearby area. Um, and most of my donations are going to be coming from these people. Uh, I'm not going to take money from PACs or special interest groups. Uh, and and people know what I stand for. I already, Like I said, I, I have a history. Uh, they know what I've done. They know what I've, I'm like. So, yeah. 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 And you're a known quantity. And so, I mean, what do you need help with? Obviously, you know who you're talking to when you're on this program. You, you got an army of people out there who, you know, can volunteer. And, and it's, it's weird times in COVID right now. But I mean, I think things are starting to get to the other side. And I think there's going to be canvassing and things like this. So what, what do you need folks uh, to, to help you out with? Uh, well, I do have openings on my uh, campaign team. Uh, so we're looking for people who want to be on the leadership team. Uh, which helps sort of uh, direct uh, things inside my actual campaign. Uh, I do need people to accompany while I go out door knocking. It's always more fun when I have somebody else to chat with. Um, I do need people uh, later on in the campaign to call voters and call donors. Uh, we're doing some, well, I've already had several people offer to write personal postcards for me. So there's going to be some postcard writing parties. Um, I do need people to help install yard signs. Uh, because when people say, yes, I want one of your yard signs, I need a crew to go out who can actually install them in people's yards and then distribute literature to the doors. And that's where you just go door to door and poke one of my flyers so that people can read what I'm about. Last but not least will be donations. Because uh, I do have to pay for the literature and the yard signs and uh, probably a mailer or two. Yep. Campaigns are run for free. Uh, so where can people go online to learn more and get involved and all that good stuff? Well, I have a website that's in the process of being launched. Uh, it's going to be joecolombo.info. Uh, and I do want to point out my last name is spelled C-O-L-O-M-B-O. Uh, and that is dot .info. Um, I am set up to take donations via PayPal right now, and that is at joe at friendsofjoe.info. And if you'd like to mail a check or cash, uh, I do have a way to do that. Uh, just make the checks out to Friends of Joe Colombo, Post Office Box 1405, Puyallup, Washington, 98371. All right. You heard him, gang. Uh, so listen, brother, uh, before I let you go, uh, I got to as, as a fellow uh, bearded man, but n with one that is not nearly, nearly as impressive. <laughs> and yours used to be so much longer, too. What, what, what's your beard ma maintenance regimen like? Uh, so, yeah, as you mentioned, it used to be quite a bit longer um, for those that know me uh during the winter months i do play santa claus you are a member of uh, the real bearded santa claus club right <laughs> oh there's the whole ho, ho, yes, ho. yeah that's awesome you got it all yeah. down it's awesome <laughs> absolutely um but i do uh wash and condition my beard twice a week and i do use a special whitening shampoo for the beard uh and then i put beard oil in right after my shower so it locks in the moisture uh mustache wax goes on the mustache the beard gets brushed and tr trimmed every day, and you only trim with scissors, never an actual electric trimmer. Why is that? Uh, to help keep the shape. Okay. All right. Because, uh, yeah, it, it, it helps keep the shape that you want, whereas a beard trimmer just makes everything the same length. But uh, beards grow differently. 
uh, on people's faces. So, and then every so often I do get a professional trim at the wonderful barber shop in Tacoma by the name of Buzzards. Okay, <laughs> excellent, man. Listen, yeah. I've thought about you know growing the beard, and for for those of you who are, are listening on the podcast or radio right now, um, do you know when, when you pop over to Joe's uh, website eventually, you you will see the magnificence that is his beard. Someday I will uh, aspire to to go you know the, the the full package like you. But listen, uh, best of luck, man. Thanks Tom, so much for uh, taking the time to come on the show. Oh, thank you for inviting me. It's been a pleasure. And that is it for today. The email address for the show is indivisiblepodcast at gmail.com. The Washington State Indivisible Podcast is part of the Demcast family of podcasts. Learn more about Demcast at demcastusa.com. Special thanks to Lori Colwell. And as always, my thanks to you for listening. We'll talk to you next time. Bye. Bye.